All right, welcome back in once again, everybody, to the Phantom Football Podcast, joined, as always, by Simon Short and Ronan Summers. We are days, days and minutes away from the NFL Draft 2023. We are beyond excited. We're going to cover the first two rounds tonight. Uh, we've got some other, a little bit of news to cover before we get to that. Uh, but we are excited to be here. Simon and Ronan, so glad to have you as always. Let's jump right into it. Aaron Rodgers is now officially on the Jets, no longer on the Packers. Um, the two teams finally got it done. For those of you who haven't heard, basically the Jets and Packers swapped their first-round picks, number 13 and 15. Uh, the Jets send pick number 42, which is a second-round pick, over to the Packers. And they also send a sixth-round pick to the Packers. The uh, Jets... I think I'm getting a little bit of this mixed up, but we'll talk about it more in a second. The Jets also send a conditional second rounder in 24 that could become a first rounder if Rodgers plays 65% of his snaps. So a lot of moving pieces here. Simon, I'll let you kick it off. What do you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think this is great for both sides. Um, I, in my head, when, when the Jets came down as the, as the lone suitor for Aaron Rodgers, I was thinking just trade the 13th pick wipe your hands of it and be done. Um, news was kind of coming out pretty early that New York was worried about sending a first round pick. If Rogers was only going to play for a year coming off of his, um, Oh, I was 90% sure I was going to retire when I went into the dark room and then I came out and saw the news and wanted to play again. Uh, so understandably nervous. They trade for the extra second rounder. You're thinking, okay, they just trade both second rounders. Um, wipe your hands of it. You're done. Over the last handful of weeks, it seemed like a conditional pick was going to make its way into it at some point. The Jets, you know, you know, the Packers obviously wanted a, a high return, but the Jets wanted something to protect themselves in the future should Rodgers really only play for a season. So this is the best of both worlds. I think both teams would rather have gotten something a little bit more in their favor, which usually means it's the perfect trade. So to get essentially you're going to get that first round pick next year i i think I, I don't think green bay has anything to worry about for that they get you know two picks in this draft they get to move up two spots uh i think this is pretty good for all sides packers can build around jordan love uh ronan what did you think yeah it, it was just you know going back and looking at the entire situation it was so, such a weird dynamic right rogers he just signed that massive extension last off season it seemed like all right packer for life it's solidified and then here we are a year later, and he's he's a New York Jet. Um, yeah, I agree. Uh, at, at the time, you know, anytime you get a multi-time MVP, right, it's hard to to win the trade if you're shipping them off. But given what Green Bay, you know, the circumstances, they, they seem to get a pretty decent haul out of, uh, you know, shipping Rodgers out of town. And, you know, we'll get to it here in the mock, but – what, what kind of help are the Packers going to be bringing for Jordan Love? Because I, I don't know what their current roster, if that's going to be a good first impression for uh, my guy, Jordan Love. Yeah, I'll go back and echo what Simon had said earlier. I'm just glad both teams got it done. I don't, it really did not benefit either team to let this drag out through the summer. I don't think there was enough at stake here to be letting it drag out over the summer. I don't know who really ended up caving the most, but yeah, it, it felt like within the realm of reasonable for both teams. I'm glad they just got it done before the draft. Both teams will benefit greatly from, from this. Anything else on, on this? We'll be talking about throughout the offseason, I'm sure. Uh, I don't think any major surprises in this other than that it finally got done. <laughs> so, yes, all right. Goodness. 
All right, we've got some major work to get to tonight because the NFL draft. We're going to do a two-round mock, the first round and the second round. So I think that's 63 picks uh, is the way it works out the math-wise here. And uh, we've split up the team. Simon's got about a third, maybe a little bit more than a third. Me and Roland have just, just maybe a hair under a third of the teams. And we're going to take turns, and we're going to hit it hard. Um, guys, anything before the draft gets started here? Yeah, just just so everybody knows, obviously 63 picks, that's a lot to do in a podcast. We don't know how long it's going to take us yet. We're going to find out. You obviously already know as the listener. Um, we're not going to do a ton of analysis on a pick-by-pick -pick basis. Me, Ronan, and Ben have the teams that we were essentially responsible for covering during our War Room series over the last four weeks. Um, we're going to try and stick to those plans. This is us practicing what we preach, right? You know, you you plan, you organize, you meet, you meet, you meet, you meet, and you meet again as an NFL team getting ready for the draft. Um, and then you get to the draft and you hope you can follow your plan as much as possible. And you kind of respond to whatever curveballs that you're thrown. So we're all basically picking for the teams you heard us talk in depth about already. You know our analysis. You know what we're thinking. If this is the first draft podcast of ours or your first podcast of ours that you've listened to and you found some of our decisions confusing, go back and listen to some of those episodes. They're, they're clearly labeled division by division. You'll know what team, what pick we're talking about. You'll be able to go find it really, really easily. So um, we're going to speed through this thing pretty quick. Can you guys tell I'm on my second cup of coffee of the evening? I'm <laughs> pumped, man. I'm pumped. But yeah, that so that's how, that's how it's going to work. It's going to go pretty fast, but our details, our analysis is really from the last four weeks of episodes. So go check those out. Ronan, anything for you before we start? You know, I'm I'm just psyched to get into it. I think you covered all the bases there. Uh, I, I should have had two cups of co coffee because I'm clearly not on the ball like you are. It's it's just hitting me now as I was saying that. So uh, also J Jimmy Butler winning that game for the Miami Heat got me all pumped up. So I'm ready to go, man. Let's do this. Yeah, one other thing I'll throw in while Simon's uh, at one and a quarter speed on uh, on his uh, mo movement, movement tonight <laughs> uh, is that we, we are not necessarily trying to predict what the NFL teams will do. We'll do. In some cases, we might uh, do that, but we are doing what we would do. It's just a lot more fun that way, a lot less stressful. Uh, we just enjoy it that way better. So if in some cases we do what the NFL team would do, great. If not, too bad. <laughs> they can, the team can be wrong if they want to. <laughs> All right. right. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock at number one. Roland, take it away. Yeah, so this, if you've listened, uh, is kind of a no-brainer for me because we, the Carolina Panthers, we've moved up to number one for a reason. We were at number nine originally, but we traded up, shipped off DJ Moore and a whole lot more. <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, to Chicago, and we got the first Ooh. overall pick. Oh, get out. Ooh. So... <laughs> Your fans are booing you in the stands in Kansas City you know, right now, Rona. You know what? Who cares? Who cares? Because we're about to get the best quarterback in this draft class uh, in terms of just prospect, in terms of being able to see the field. Uh, he might not have a rocket arm, but for his play style, you don't need it. And I'm going with Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Yep. That, that makes a lot of sense. It seems like it's very likely what is going to be happening on Thursday as well. So good pick there by Ronan. Ben, do you want All me right. to just jump into my pick now, or do you want to do you want to lead us through each one? Man, we can do it either way. I, I it's probably going to be a little bit wordy if I jump in on every one. So 
All right, let's dive right in. We have the Houston Texans. I won't elaborate too much. You guys know my feelings on this quarterback class. This works out great for me in Houston. We're going to take C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State. Next, we have the Arizona Cardinals at picking at number three. We've obviously had two quarterbacks off the board, and we have a trade. The Arizona Cardinals have traded the third overall pick to the Indianapolis Colts for picks 4, 79, 138, and some other pick next year. Maybe a third, maybe a fourth. We'll, we'll determine that later. But Colts and Cardinals are swapping draft positions here. So the Indianapolis Colts and Ronan are picking at number three. Ronan, go ahead. Yes, sir. So with the third overall pick, in the NFL draft, we're going to be going with Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson. He has a lot of similarities in his game in terms of what he does, you know, well as Jalen Hurts. And with, you know, head coach Shane Steichen heading to Indianapolis, I think he wants that quarterback who can do a little bit of everything. Richardson, he can flat out run, but he also has a rocket arm. So he's one of those quarterbacks. He has one of the highest ceilings but the lowest floors. And uh, Indianapolis finally gets their young quarterback prospect. All right, I like it. I like it. That feels right. Um, so I'm now I'm now sitting here at number four with Arizona. We are very happy to trade out of three, but we're but we're also interested in trading out of number four. If anybody is particularly interested in jumping up here for maybe a Will Levis or one of these uh, defensive blue chippers, but is anybody looking to move up to number four here? You know, there are guys I like here at four, but there's really not a lot of people I feel like I just need to trade up for. It's kind of where a lot of my teams are at the moment. I'm in the same boat. I'm in the yep. same boat. It's tough to justify. Not, it's not tough to justify, you know, trading up for potentially like a defensive player. But, you know, in this draft class, it's almost worth worth it to just sit and kind of wait and see who falls to you. Yeah, when – the Carolina move to one happened. We said the biggest losers were the Colts, right? Because we were like, oh, well, those first two quarterbacks, now this pick at three, what's going to happen? The Colts are really going to have to trade up to get to three and get you know who they like, but maybe it's only the third best guy. Um, now, a few weeks later, with all this talk about, hey, these quarterbacks could drop a little bit, it's the Cardinals that are in hot water. And yeah, if they can only move to four and, and, you know, we did all right in this, in this trade, got a third, got a sixth, I think, um, and a, and a future consideration pick. That's pretty good, but it, it seems like this is the furthest they could go and, and the most draft capital they can get. So that, that'll be tough. Um, so Arizona's here at four. Uh, uh, <laughs> I have to plug my own Twitter here for a second, which is a jerky thing to do, but um it, it got tweeted today that Kyler Murray is apparently telling that Cardinals brass that he loves Paris Johnson, a uh, tackle from Ohio State. Um, I love him too, man. But Kyler, you know you're not gonna play behind him, right? If they draft him, you're you're not gonna you're not gonna be there next year, buddy. Um, that's gonna that's gonna be tough. So instead of that, the Arizona Cardinals here are four. I think this is pretty easy as well. Gonna take Will Anderson Jr., the edge rusher out of Alabama. I'm not a huge fan of taking edge rushers this early but will anderson is a fantastic prospect he's going to be a very good individual player still a lot of work to do on this defense to make him worth it but this is the kind of guy that you take that sort of swing on so will anderson from alabama is the pick out four to the cardinals 
All right. And that brings up the Seattle Seahawks at number five. Uh, we could draft several players. We're very tempted by two cornerbacks here. We, we are really, really tempted by two corners. But we're going to stick to the game plan. Jalen Carter falls to us at five. It fixes our, our biggest need. We don't feel like we have to go need here if we didn't want to. But we wanted to draft defensive linemen. And, and here's a stud. Here's a guy who looks like he fills the bill. So uh, we're going to pick Jalen Carter, number five, out of Georgia for the Seahawks. Good pick, good pick. Uh, Detroit, I have Detroit here at six. We thought about moving up for Richardson, decided not to. Don't want to take Levis here. Corner is the way we're going to go. We're going to take Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, big, fast, um, and good ball skills. So we're going to fix up that secondary and go Christian Gonzalez at six to the Detroit Lions. The, the Raiders were looking at Gonzalez for sure. Uh, matter of fact, if Gonzalez was sitting there, we probably would take him. He's off the board, and that really leads us right into Peter Skaronsky. We need help on the offensive line, so I think that's what we're going to do, Peter Skaronsky. We can we talk about this. We can move him from tackle to guard. We've needed help on the offensive line for a few years now. We've been trying. It hasn't panned out, but we still like Peter Skaronsky, so here we go. Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. To the Raiders at number seven. Yeah, what I like for Skaronsky and the Raiders is they can try him at right tackle right away. Um, the good news is they also have a hole at right guard. So if it doesn't work, you just give him the old Alex Leatherwood and kick him into right guard and just hope it hope it goes better, which I'm sure it will. Um, the Atlanta Falcons. I have the Falcons here at eight. Uh, I had three guys on my board for this spot. I didn't think this guy would necessarily fall here, which is why I didn't talk about him much during the analysis. But I'm going to go with edge rusher Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech. The Falcons were basically last or second to last in all pass rush categories, pressures, sacks, QB hits. Um, they've done a lot of good work on the defensive line and free agency with some vets, but they need a, a blue chipper there. So I'm going to go Tyree Wilson uh, at eight overall to the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm uh, going to answer the call right to... there while you guys are getting ready for your next couple of picks. This is what happens on draft night. There's always somebody that does something that you didn't quite count on, and there's a domino effect. And it may be the it may be that the guy you wanted to fall falls that you didn't think would be there, or it may be that the guy you thought would be there vanishes because <laughs> somebody else did something that just screwed up your whole night. But uh, in this case, yeah. Um, matter of fact, there's another guy here on the board I'll be looking at. I don't have the picks here, but that I would be looking at that, you know, maybe we didn't think would be this far. So anyway, this is this is part of the domino effect, and I think we'll see it this weekend. All right, uh, the Chicago Bears are up next. Yes, sir, and that leads us to uh, at pick number nine. I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, the guy that I originally wanted to take when we talked about the NFC North, and that's Paris Johnson Jr. Uh, he played left tackle last year for Ohio State, and uh, but he does have flexibility. He can play on either side and he could probably play get kicked into the guard if he really needed to. So bringing him in, you know, we can try him at tackle. If that doesn't work, at the very least, we have ourselves a guard. Uh, so, yeah, Paris Johnson, Jr. out of Ohio State. They're at number nine for the Chicago Bears. That's a great pick, Ronan. I'm glad you did the right thing. Uh, ben and I are also laughing because he saw me type in my pick before you're even done. Uh, I was going with either the guy you picked or the guy I'm picking here for Philadelphia. I'm going to Von Witherspoon, cornerback from Illinois. 
Uh, let's let's you know, I know Avante Maddox is there in a decent nickel, but let's throw Witherspoon in into the nickel uh, for now. Then move him to the outside. Move on from Bradbury or Slay here pretty soon. Um, this is this is a pretty easy one for me here. Uh, Devon Witherspoon, cornerback from Illinois. Although I do want to say, I just wanted to shout out. Offensive line is really picking up for Philadelphia. Um, Robertson on odds on favor last week even even mentioned it when he was picking for them, but it's really gaining steam. I could see them going with a Paris Johnson or a Skaronsky, letting him compete for that right guard spot that's now available, and then eventually being the Lane Johnson successor. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Yeah, and I got to say, not a whole lot of mocks necessarily have Devin Weatherspoon lasting here as number 10 of the Eagles, but there are scenarios in which it happens. This is one of them. And can you imagine that physicality on that Eagles defense? I mean, mm-hmm. good gosh, that just is explosive, right? <laughs> so, the Titans are up at number 11. And and certainly we've, we've heard a lot of things about possibly Paris Johnson fitting right into to Tennessee. Uh, he's already gone, obviously, two picks earlier. So we're going to do, do a pick that I've been – Hinting at for weeks, really, so no surprise here. The Titans are going to pick up Jackson Smith and Jugba, the wide receiver from Ohio State. Um, we are trying to make the wide receiver room stronger, so it doesn't bother us that we picked wide receiver last year in the first round. We're just trying to make this room stronger, make the offense better. So uh, Titans, number 11, Jackson Smith and Jugba, wide receiver out of Ohio State. All right, this is tough. This is tough. That's where Houston was going at 12, but we had a feeling this could happen. The other position that we were looking at, if we weren't going to get JSN, was on the defensive line. Um, Houston just needs help, needs talent on defense. It doesn't even need to be a specific type of player. So we're just going to go with the highest rated D-line slash edge rusher we have on our board. And we're going Nolan Smith, the edge rusher out of Georgia. We want that speed. Um, we think D'Amico Ryans can do a lot with him. We even think if we needed to, we have a, a hole at off-ball linebacker. We might try him out in that role a little bit. But Nolan Smith, we're going to put him at edge and and let his, uh, let his speed really take over. That leads us to pick number 13, uh, the Green Bay Packers, who just recently got the 13th pick in the Aaron Rodgers trade. And... Uh, we, too, were looking for Jackson Smith and Jigba here. Uh, the Packers need a slot receiver, and I'm not – I don't believe I'm going to be going receiver here uh, after JSN off getting off of the board. So we're going to go ahead and go with tight end out of Notre Dame, Michael Mayer. Uh, give Jordan Love, you know, a reliable target. Hopefully they can gain some chemistry. They're both young. Uh, giving a, a young quarterback a solid tight end is just about the best thing you can do uh, to help them progress. So getting a guy like Mayer here at four, or at 13 might be a little bit high for a tight end, uh, but he's such a good prospect that I, I think you can justify it. And Ronan, before you make your next pick, I want to make it known that the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills are looking to trade up into this range. So anybody in this 14 to 16 range that's interested can call them the patriots are going to go ahead and hold on to their pick um because there there are two guys that were really eyeing here on the board and you could go either way with it but i think we're gonna go with cornerback out of penn state joey porter jr uh just the the bloodline of it 
it's it's the Patriot way. Uh, for some reason, I, I could just easily see Joey Porter Jr. being put into a Patriots uniform. Uh, just kind of that in-your-face corner. Throw him out there in a Patriots uniform. I love it. Uh, they need secondary help, so uh, that's the pick. They're at 14 for the Patriots. Gross. Yeah, and and I, I like all these I like these picks that you guys are making here, not only from a big board standpoint, but a lot, in a lot of cases they're just good fits too. So um I like all of this. I do I I, I do want to say I do have banks a little bit higher than Porter, but it's a little bit of a, a fit thing there. Don't and it's the Patriots bloodline. It just <laughs> you know better than Baltimore. Better than Baltimore. The Jets are sitting here at 15, and so I'm going to mention – I'm going to allude to something that, that we had done in pre-talks. in pre -talks. Um, There are other teams that have contacted the Jets about trading up into the 15th spot. I don't know if the player they were looking for is still sitting here or not. So, Simon, uh, what are we looking at here at number 15? So the Bills are still interested. They're offering 27 and 59. The Cowboys are still interested. They're offering 26 and 58. So, I mean, there's not much difference for the Jets there uh, to, to Dallas. Slightly better picks and NFC, but those deals are both on the table for this pick to the Jets. Well, it's not one I anticipated, but I mean, the Cowboys pick is just slightly better, correct? If I'm looking, mm -hmm. if I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm right. Plus, I really don't want to do a deal that might help out the Bills on their path to the Super Bowl. <laughs> so I'm going to tell the Bills to take a hike, and we'll go ahead and set up this Dallas Cowboys trade, okay? <laughs> All right. The trade is in. Um, the Dallas Cowboys now have the 15th overall pick, and all of Texas is rejoicing. We are taking B. John Robinson, the running back out of Texas. Um Mike McCarthy wants to run the ball more, and all they have is Tony Pollard coming off of a foot injury. Um, Jerry Jones may have just admitted Ezekiel Elliott was too early of a pick at fourth overall, but you know what? 15 sounds just fine to me, baby. Uh, Bijan Robinson, Dallas, uh, complete this offense. All right. And by the way, I think that's something we might see draft night is somebody, Cowboys or not, somebody moving up for Robinson. I don't think they're going to just sit and wait for him to get there at 25 or, or 28 or whatever. Washington Commanders are now at number 16. And we've got a couple of choices. Uh, we definitely like Deontay Banks, the CB from Maryland. We think that he could help us out in the secondary. Um, we like Broderick Jones, to be quite honest. We like his physicality and move around ability from uh, Georgia uh, on the offensive line, which we could certainly use. Um, there's a couple of other picks we can make here. But the one I think we're going to end up doing here is Deontay Banks, CB Maryland. Um, we like the fit. Uh, he needs some work. There's no question about it. He definitely needs some work. But I think in, in with, uh, with, Rivera's, with Rivera's overall management and Del Rio's defense, we think he fits. So. Commanders, 16, Deontay Banks, CB, Maryland. All right, we are here at 17 now with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and there's a lot of you know talk around Steelers Nation, media, analysts, fans, about what's going to happen. Um, in, in the actual draft, it sounds like 17 and 49 could be packaged to move into the top 10-ish range for a tackle for, for Pittsburgh, which is very exciting. 
Um, I'm not going to do that here because I actually did that on the Simon Short podcast with Ben a few a few rounds ago. So I'm going to skip that. I want to make all the picks, but also 32 could then be used as a trade chip to move down and, and reacquire some extra picks. Um, so that sounds like it's a possibility for the Steelers, but I'm going to be selfish and just make all three of these selections for Pittsburgh. So at 17, I'm going to solve the tackle problem. I'm going to take Darnell Wright out of Tennessee. Uh, stick him over there at right tackle and, and let Chooks score for and Dan Moore Jr. battle it out for left tackle. So Darnell Wright tackle out of Tennessee is the pick for Pittsburgh at 17. Which brings me to the Lions at 18. And this is this is a tough one for me, kind of thinking about which which flavor of player Detroit is going to want to go for here. Um, I pretty much have it sewn up for Detroit to take a tight end here. And you could go with the pure route running receiver type. You could go with the guy who's kind of a block first with some potential to be a, a, a offensive weapon. Um, but you know what? The Jameson Williams suspension, which we didn't even cover for six games due to gambling, um, it is swaying me. So Detroit's going to go with the best pure receiving tight end on the board. And we're going to take Dalton Kincaid tight end out of Utah. Um, so I've got Pittsburgh taking Darnell Wright at 17 and Detroit taking Dalton Kincaid at 18. All right. And that brings us to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who are perfectly happy to make a pick here, but we have had a couple of people calling in interested. So we're going to throw this out here one more time. We're here at number 19. Um, is there somebody that's actually actively wanting to trade into the 19 spot? Minnesota is interested. If, uh, oh. If Tampa Bay would be willing to take our, uh, let's see, night, pick 19 for pick 23, uh, our pick 119 this year in the fourth round and a fourth next year. That is our offer. Uh, we don't have a ton of picks. So, you know, that third round pick that we have is relatively valuable to us, especially if we're moving up. Uh, we really need to hit on that one. So, yeah, uh, 23 and two fourths for uh, 19 is the offer. Yeah, tell you what, I'm going to take just a second here to kind of process this. But in principle, I'm okay with the trade. Just so the audience knows, in a real room, we would work this out according to maybe the Jimmy Johnson chart or some other chart that would kind of add up the, the numbers to a, a thing. But we're not going to make the audience sit through that. So, yeah, uh, in principle here, I am okay with that. So, yeah, let's do that. Your Vikings can take over 19. And the Buccaneers will move back to number 23. All righty. And with that being said, uh, there's been a lot of speculation on Minnesota maybe wanting a quarterback of the future. And there is a quarterback left on the board here uh, that we do deem worthy of using a first round pick on. And that is Will Levis out of Kentucky. Uh, he's kind of one of those similarly to Anthony Richardson, high ceiling, kind of a low floor. Uh, he's got the uh, Josh Allen kind of prototype in terms of build. And uh, he's got a rocket arm, but he's not as mobile as Allen. So, you know, we don't have to start him right away. I, I think that'll really benefit him uh, with a guy like O'Connell. Uh, I think he'd be able to get the best out of Levis, especially if he can have him, you know, progress for a year on, on the bench under Cousins. Uh, we're, we're ecstatic to jump up potentially in front of the Seahawks. Uh, we were a little bit murky on whether the Buccaneers were going to take a quarterback. So just go ahead, get it over with, take our guy. 
Yeah, we can all have discussions all night long about Levis, but I, I do I'm a big believer in if you like a guy, you don't sit there and wait for some other team to to make it happen for you. You you make a move and you get it. So no, I, I I'm I'm in full support of that. Um for, for any team and any player, quite honestly. Seattle picking at number 20. Seattle is one of two teams that are very fun to draft for. For me, uh, Seattle and the Bears. It's like every pick is just fun. It's like you get to just add toys into the chest. You know, it's a whole lot of fun. So anyway, Seattle wanted to pick another defensive lineman here, and we still could. But what has happened, and this will happen on draft night, um, Broderick Jones from Georgia is sitting here. And we just like the way he would look in our offensive line combo. Um, we don't need a tackle, but we feel like Jones can move around to the inside. And uh, we just like his physicality. Um, so while that's not uh, a move we're hearing a lot about, I don't know if they know if they would do that or not. But we just like the way he fits in there. Um, so we're going to go ahead and pull him up, pull him in there. Broderick Jones, really a tackle from Georgia. We're going to kick him into guard. If either our either of our two current young tackles don't work out, Jones can probably kick out to the outside. But uh, we we like the way this offensive line is coming together. We feel like Jones is able to do this. So that's it, Seattle. Number 20, Broderick Jones, tackle out of Georgia. All right, I've got the Chargers here at 21. This is a run-the-card-up situation. Um, we need to add a little juice, a little downfield threat to our offense for Justin Herbert. We are going to take Zay Flowers, the wide receiver, out of Boston College. Chargers taking Zay Flowers from Boston College. I love that pick. Love Zay Flowers to the Chargers. He would bring an unbelievable dynamic to that offense, a much-needed dynamic to that offense. Uh, so with pick 22, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, we would have loved to take a corner there, you know, with a Joey Porter or a Deontay Banks fell to us. We we like Cam Smith, but we don't necessarily know if 22 is uh, – that might be a little bit of a reach for him there. Uh, and there's an edge rusher that we're relatively surprised made it all the way down to 22. And that's Lucas Van Ness. Uh, he didn't have a ton of snaps there in college. He wasn't a starter because I was weird like that. Uh, but they had a good defense. So you, you, I guess you can't really knock him for it. Uh, but Lucas Van Ness, he brings a lot. I, we haven't even seen him scratch the surface, it seems like. He's an athletic specimen. So Ravens, we'll, we'll go ahead, you know, take our lumps and not getting a corner and take uh, one of the best, one of the edge rushers with the highest ceilings. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like a lot of the stuff that we're doing tonight. That brings us back around to the second half of the trade that we did just a few minutes ago. Tampa Bay is now back on the clock at number 23. We got needs all over the place. We we can we can draft for need right now. We can draft an investment pit for the future, but we got all kinds of things we can do. Um, Jordan Addison is a guy we're strongly considering. It's not a present need necessarily but it would be a great investment pick. But I think the guy we're going to end up doing here is we're going to reach a little bit. We don't mind. I don't think he's going to make it out of the first round. That's going to be Osiris Torrance, guard from Florida. We really like him. Uh, the offensive line used to be our strong suit. Now it's not. And so whoever's playing quarterback for us for the future, we want him in there. So that's what we're doing. Osiris Torrance, guard from Florida, staying in the state of Florida for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at number 23. I love, I love that. It. I like that. All right. So with the 24th pick, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be addressing their secondary. Um, there's a guy left on the board who's pretty versatile. And uh, whenever we did the AFC South and I did the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, I was 
very keen in on I want Brian Branch over everyone else. It's Brian Branch and then, you know, whoever else is left on the board. But Brian Branch is priority number one. Like, we'll, we'll trade Brian up for him if need be. Brian no Branch. What. No matter what. Hey, write, put it on the postcard. Write it down. On the write sticky note, Ronan. <laughs> on the sticky note. So we are, as Simon said, sprinting to the podium to turn our card in and select Brian Branch. Safety, Nickelback. He's going to play a little bit of everything uh, out of Alabama. And that leads me to the New York Giants pick at 25. Um, the Giants, they need to address wide receiver, uh, get Daniel Jones a weapon. There's a guy left on the board, Jordan Addison, out of USC. He put up crazy numbers in college. Uh, there's really no reason to you know, hate on him. or I, I don't know why he's not getting the, the national recognition that he probably deserves. Because uh, what he did with Kenny Pickett was absolutely electric. And Simon, I'm sorry if I stole your pick 32, uh, but New York Giants taking Jordan Addison there at 25. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. All right, and that brings us to the back end of another trade that we made earlier tonight, and that is the New York Jets are now sitting here. Um, I think yes, exactly. The, uh, the the trade we did with the Cowboys. So they've been part of a couple of trades now tonight. So <laughs> the Jets are sitting here at 26. We're, we're not hurting in a lot of places. We could go in a lot of places, though. Um, honestly, we're just going to probably end up going best available here. Miles um, Murphy, the edger from Clemson, would add to an already stout defensive line. Not a huge need, but it's just a guy that we'd like here in this spot. Um, we would consider a wide receiver, Quentin Johnson, for one, just to add to that receiver room. Um, we would even consider a couple of these cornerbacks here. We're kind of in another region right here with what we need versus what's on the board. I think we're going to end up adding Miles Murphy, Edger from Clemson, um, here to this group. We would even trade farther back, quite honestly, just to keep padding the uh, the roster. But this is where we're going to settle. Jets, Miles Murphy, Edger from Clemson. I like that pick. Uh, the Jets, yeah, have a lot of good names on that defensive line, but a little bit older. A lot of guys on expiring deals this year. Rotate Murphy in in year one. Full-fledged starter by year two. I think that's a good pick. The Buffalo Bills sitting here at 27. Um, uh, as you guys heard, I was trying to trade up with this team really all day, really for two days. Um, we actually had a, a deal in place, me and Ben, for the Bills to go up to 13 before the Jets Packers trade in real life happened and kind of uh, nipped that in the bud. And then uh, just things got kind of wacky after that. The Bills wanted to be aggressive. I said it in the analysis uh, podcast where we want to go all the way up for JSN or Dalton Kincaid. Um, it didn't work out. This this happens in the draft. Sometimes you just can't get the trade that you want. No matter what the trade charts say, no matter what draft analysts say, sometimes the trades just don't happen. With that said, instead of taking a risk and taking a swing on moving up for a guy that we feel a little bit better about, we'll just take a swing on a guy that's here for the same reasons, though. We're choosing between Luke Musgrave and Quentin Johnson. We're going to take Luke Musgrave. Uh, we think both his uh, receiving, his run after catch, his athleticism ability as a pass catcher deep down the field uh, is very enticing. We also like his potential to help in the run game go 12 personnel. He's very strong. He has a willingness to block. We need to fix this running game. Um, we feel that he could really be beneficial to us in that. So we're going to go Luke Musgrave, tight end out of Oregon State. 
That brings up the Bengals. Bengals are in a little bit of a dilemma here. We would love to add a speedy wide receiver to help us take away from our finances next year and beyond that we think we're going to encounter at wide receiver. But there's a couple of guys sitting here at defensive back, and we really need safety, but we can convert these guys. We can move somebody we've got at safety around and kind of rotate them around anyway. So I think what we're going to end up doing here is cornerback, the way the board is shaking out here, and that's going to come down basically for us between Emmanuel Forbes and Cam Smith is the two names that we're looking at. Um, we're going to add Emmanuel Forbes. Either guy could probably slide back to safety and play some, maybe 600 snaps at safety and drop down the slot if they needed to. Emmanuel Forbes, tons of athleticism, still needs some coverage work, but we love the athleticism in the backfield there for Cincinnati, so that's what we're doing. Number 28, Emmanuel Forbes, CB, Mississippi State. And that brings up the Saints, which is also me. Sorry for the dead space there. Sometimes I get a little uh, out of whack when I've got two different teams back-to-back. Uh, give me just a second here on the Saints. I'll talk my way through it. They, too, have I'm a lot of running. They could go <laughs> They could go offensive line, defensive line. They could go defensive backfield. They, they could even add another wide receiver. A lot of different things they can do. But the one we really like here is Kalijah Cansey, defensive interior from Pittsburgh. You can move him around a little bit. He's not good against the run, but he will help us get pressure on the quarterback. So we like him as a rotational guy. Uh, Kalijah Cansey from Pittsburgh, number 29 to the Saints. All right, that is a good pick. That is a good pick. I am back on the board now with the Philadelphia Eagles. We went corner with our first pick at 10 overall. We would love to get a defensive lineman, an edge rusher of some sort here. Um, Trying to decide if we want to go with a bigger guy or a smaller guy. We're going to we're gonna go a little bit bigger. We're going to go a little bit bigger. We're going to take a, a swing on this guy. High upside. We're going to go Brian Brzee. Defensive lineman out of Clemson. Brian Brzee, defensive lineman out of Clemson, to just add to that defensive line rotation in Philadelphia. Um, might not be the best, most normal scheme fit, but um, a guy who could play kind of up and down the line has the size and length and pass rush dues to do a lot of different things. We've seen Philly win with different body types on the defensive line. Son Reddick is an outside linebacker. Brian Graham has a slightly smaller DN. Josh Sweat. Uh, Fletcher Cox, obviously, Javon Hargrave, different body types just from each other. So Brian Brzee will add him to the mix and see how that goes. That leads us to pick 31, and that is the reigning defending Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. And there's a guy left on the board who, at least there for a while, was the, the number one receiver in the class in heading, or at least during the college season, uh, you know, and even going into the college season last year. And uh, I think the NFL, if this is how it how it potentially goes, they might make a grave mistake in letting Quentin Johnston fall all the way to 31 into the hands of Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. So that's who we're going to be rolling with. Quentin Johnston, wide receiver out of TCU. If you're in the mood for more content from Phantom Sports Industries, join me, Brandon Tim, at the Phantom Fantasy Football Podcast. Together, we can analyze and discuss the favorite hobby of millions of football fans in new and insightful ways by crunching the data and reviewing past performances that will ultimately help us become champions in our respective leagues. Listen anytime, and new episodes drop on Wednesdays wherever podcasts are found.
Once again, this is the Phantom Fantasy Football Podcast from Phantom Sports Industries. This is Brandon Tim signing out from the Phantom Fantasy Football Podcast. We'll see you there. All right, it's time for the second round. The Pittsburgh Steelers have the first pick of the second round, thanks to the Chase Claypool trade. Just a beautiful, beautiful move. Um, with the 32nd pick, the Pittsburgh Steelers are taking Jack Campbell, linebacker, out of Iowa. This is my last chance to speak that into existence for the Steelers, but Pittsburgh has struggled with linebacker for years. Um, ever since uh, Ryan Shazier's uh, career was cut short, they haven't been able to find that long-term inside linebacker. The best Pittsburgh defenses have always had that that leader, that that guy in the middle. They haven't had that for a long time. They addressed the position with guys like Cole Holcomb, Landon Roberts, and, and even Tanner Muse here this offseason so far. Holcomb is going to play big, uh, big big time snaps, probably be the three-down guy, but Landon Roberts is not a true starting guy. He's more of a rotational guy for me, so I would love to see them take Jack Campbell here. And that's where we're going to do at 32, Jack Campbell to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, and I have the 33rd pick. I was so excited about Jack Campbell. 33rd pick here to the Houston Texans. Uh, We really wanted to go receiver up at 12 when we uh, instead had to take Nolan Smith. Um, And so we have Shroud Uh, at two was our pick. We had uh, Nolan Smith was our pick there at 12. We need a wide receiver to go with CJ Shroud. So we are just going to have to take the best one that is on our board at this point. And we're scrolling because Ronan kept taking all of the best receivers. Um, And you know what? We are going to go. This feels about right for him. Might be a little bit high, but we want a guy that can stretch the field a little bit. Kind of compliment some of the other receivers that we have in the room. We also have a good group of tight ends, so. We feel that this will just add another piece to our offense. We're going to go with Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver out of Tennessee. Again, a little high for me personally, but considering that they have names in that room for the wide receivers in Houston, this just gives them another option. Stroud has a cannon of an arm. Um, I think this could be a good fit for the Houston Texans. So we are going to go with Jalen Hyatt. And I have the next pick as well, the Arizona Cardinals. At 34th, this is killing my OCD to not be organizing my board after every single pick. Um, but the air, yes, go ahead. ahead. let me comment on Jalen Hyatt for a minute while you're catching up on a little bit of processing stuff. We we know right at the end of that first round, and and for us, we'll be doing podcasts and stuff predicting who's going to be at what position in the first round. The end of the first round is where it gets so tricky because you don't know who's going to tuck in right at the end of that first round, whether it's going to be that wide receiver or defensive back or maybe even the tight end that we saw. So it gets really tricky, but Jalen Hyatt is one of those names because you start to run out of receivers. So also Josh Downs, those are the two wide receiver names that we're not sure. Do they tuck in right in there at the end of the first round or are they kind of start to fall back to 40? And you never know until the team gets there and it's like, yes, this is the guy we want for what we need. So um, this is the murky waters right here. It is for most drafts. It is for this draft as well. But um, that's what we're looking at. Simon, I think, is back on the board. I think it's for the Arizona Cardinals, correct? Yes, that is correct. Hey, thanks, Ben. I appreciate that assist while I get myself organized there. Arizona Cardinals, this this is actually a lot easier of a pick than I was thinking there. Um, at four, we went with Will Anderson, the edge out of Alabama. Corner is a huge need. We have no corners on this depth chart, but it's a very deep corner class. We need help in the trenches. We need offensive line help. 
there is one really good tackle still on the board here. Um, and, and I think there's a massive drop off at tackle after this guy. So we're going to go with Anton Harrison, the tackle out of Oklahoma. Um, we're going to let him battle it out with all these old guys that we have in the building. I have no doubt that he will win one of those jobs. So Anton Harrison tackle out of Oklahoma going to Arizona. I love it. And that leads us to pick 35, the Indianapolis Colts, who at pick three, they traded up from four to three to select Anthony Richardson. They got to protect the guy. Uh, Matt Ryan got obliterated last season. And, you know, Anthony Richardson can run, but so can these edge rushers nowadays. Uh, and, you know, interior defensive linemen, too. And so we are going to be going with uh, – we, we need a potential starting right guard. And there's a guy on our board, Steve Avila, who we thought might not make it to the second round. We're thankful he did. And uh, he's going to be our starting right guard going into the next season. Uh, into your offensive lineman out of TCU. I'm just taking all the TCU guys today, huh? Look at you. Look at you. You have a type. <laughs> nice national yeah. championship, by the way. Good showing <laughs> by all your players. We're going to give Ronan a minute here to get his Rams pick together. But uh, Steve Avila is a guy, uh, me personally, I like the interior offensive lineman. Mm -hmm. Avila is one of the guys I like. We don't know quite where this run's going to start, but I'm convinced somewhere around 35, 37, we're going to see a run on these guys. And it's just a matter of who grabs who first, and then everybody's grabbing for a spoon and a fork, right? So, Ronan, back up with the Rams. Yes, sir, and it is the Rams' first pick of the draft, and there are two position groups that we're just honestly flip a coin. Whatever you want to address, uh, you can justify it, and that's corner and edge rusher. Uh, and there are a couple of guys in each position group that we'd love to take here at 36. But with that being said, uh, we just shipped off Jalen Ramsey for a bag of Doritos and Hunter Long. And we, we need some cornerback help. Uh, there are not very many notable names on that defense. And something's got to be done about it. We, we've got to have some sort of hope for the future whenever it comes to defense because we just got rid of all of it uh, this past offseason. So with that being said, we're going to be going with cornerback out of South Carolina, Cam Smith. Definitely like Cam Smith. Uh, he's a guy I think people might even be looking at at the tail end of the first round. I don't think he makes it past pick 40. I really don't, just because a lot of teams need defensive backs, if nothing else. So I definitely like Cam Smith in the mix. Um, I may ramble a bit. I've got four of the next five picks. So if I ramble and scramble a little bit trying to get each team's Needs lined up. That's okay. Um, we are back here with the Seattle Seahawks again. And just a reminder for the audience at number five, they, they're they very excited to have had Jalen Carter fall to them at five. That really makes the rest of the draft just very easy for them. Broderick Jones, which is not a normal pick there, but we like him. We like being able to push him into uh, guard. Or if we have to, if, if, if he's out playing somebody else at tackle, we'll kick him one of the other guys back in the guard, maybe perhaps. But so we can... We can figure that out. We like the offensive line talent. And that brings us to number 37. We're going to put our attention right back on defense, uh, on the on defensive line. There's a couple of guys we could go with, but the one we're going to add into the mix here is Will McDonald, the fourth edger out of Iowa State. Jalen Carter's not going to be enough. If we put Jalen Carter back in there, um, we're okay at defensive tackle then. They've got the other guy, uh, Jaron Reed, I think, they've got back at defensive tackle. But it's not enough. You can't just throw a couple of guys there and expect that to upgrade the defensive line. So we're going to keep hitting it. 
Will McDonald, the fourth edger out of Iowa State, coming off the edge, will be on the on there for the Seattle Seahawks. At and 30- I like. Oh, go ahead. If you're ready, go uh, ahead. Shoot, man, go ahead. I like Will McDonald for Seattle too because I think he fits well as that stand-up uh, outside linebacker for this three-four scheme that they run, uh, very similar to something Pittsburgh runs or Minnesota. He's a guy you can see basically with the size of a classic four-three defensive end who's going to hold up against the run, um, which is key for you know those interior guys who are playing a little closer to the center than in your typical kind of four-three defensive line um, alignment. Uh, but he's also going to have some of that pass rush juice that you need on third down. So I think that's a great play to, to add to the trenches for Seattle, who clearly needs it in that front seven, but do it a little bit differently than, than Jalen Carter, Carter at five. He's going to be a good compliment there. Yeah, absolutely agreed. And I, I hate to do this. I'm going to ask a question you guys on air because I haven't had a chance to pull it up yet. Do either of y'all know who the starting center is for the Raiders at this point? Because they're up to pick number 38. Um, uh, I believe it is Andre James. I believe he's going to get that job back. Which is tough. Which yeah. Is tough. So anyway, <laughs> not what and that's what, I was, that's what I was thinking. It's not something we're in love with. So what we're going to do, the, the Raiders have a ton of needs. They could go in many different directions. There's several guys we like right here. I'm in a bunch of them uh, at different positions. But the guy that's sitting here staring us in the face is John Michael Schmitz, center from Minnesota. Um, We've already added, for people who forgot, we already added Peter Skaronsky at tackle. Um, Our offensive line isn't horrible, but it's not good. And and he's just sitting right here. So that's what we're doing. Number 38, John Michael Schmitz, center from Minnesota. All right. I love it. Uh, the Raiders, uh, I don't think you could add too much offensive or offensive line help to the Raiders. I, I think they could use all, all, all you could get. Uh, the Carolina Panthers at pick 39. We're looking to go edge here, and we're going to go ahead and go with edge rusher out of Georgia Tech, Keon White. Uh, he's a menace. He's huge. He can play a little bit of inside and out. You can line him up wherever you want. So with our rotation, uh, we'd love to have that versatility for a pass rusher. And, you know, he's not just a pass rusher, though. He can also stop the run. Uh, we're very happy taking Keon White out of Georgia Tech here at 39. Uh, and obviously, if you have forgotten, Bryce Young was the first overall pick. Uh, so, you know, maybe we, we could could have added, you know, a piece on offense to help him out. But I think the offseason moves that we've made, we don't necessarily have to address offense here with our second pick in the draft. Fair enough. And that brings us back to the Saints in the same division at number 40. Reminder for the audience, the Saints already picked up Kalijah Cansey, defensive interior lineman, move, maybe move out to a big uh, uh, defensive end perhaps at times in the rotation from Pittsburgh. They've got him. And now they're at number 40. Again, a lot of different directions we could go. Um, we're looking at several different places. We'd really love to hit uh, the defensive line again or defensive backs. Um, a lot of different places we could go here. I, I think where we're going to end up, and this is a guy who's a bit controversial. We've seen him way higher than this. We've seen him way lower than this. But we just like him. We think we can find a spot for him. And it's going to be Kelly Ringo, CB out of Georgia. We may even push him back to safety. We'll see what we want to do with him. 
But his athleticism, his straight line speed is just exceptional. So that's what we're in love with. And here at number 40, we feel perfectly fine about taking him, Kelly Ringo, CB, out of Georgia. And that brings me to the fourth out of my four out of five picks here. And this is the Tennessee Titans. And I'm scrolling back up here to remind everybody what we got in the first round. I think it was the wide receiver, yeah, that everybody mm -hmm. wanted Jackson Smith and Jigba. This is where knowing what's coming in later rounds, knowing where these little pools of fish are that you can work with, this is what's helping out teams like Tennessee. Because we got guys we like here on the offensive line. And the guy we're going to get here at number 41 is going to be Cody Malk, tackle from North Dakota State. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> We know several teams uh, are after him. We just don't know who's going to grab after him first. Uh, but he got here to us. So we can use him at tackle. We can run him on guard spots if we want to. We just like him. I mean, he's just a football player. That's really the best thing you can say about him. I mean, there's a lot of teams that would love to have him. We're the lucky ones, all right? Make no mistake about it. So Cody Mock, tackle, North Dakota State, 41 to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I, it seems like Simon is ecstatic for with that pick. I'm distraught. He's <laughs> absolutely crestfallen. So uh, hopefully, hopefully this pick doesn't doesn't dampen your day anymore, and I don't think it will all that much. Um, so at 42, the Green Bay Packers, uh, we need a slot corner, and there's one on the board that we're pretty happy taking. I, I don't know if it's necessarily a reach, but DJ Turner out of Michigan. Uh, like we'd it. like to add that to our secondary and hopefully, you know, give some relief to those guys because it's been a little bit of a liability at certain points in the season. And, uh, you know, if we can get a nickel for the future, that would be great. That's going to bring us back to the New York Jets. I, to be honest, we don't know what picks we've made tonight or who's on our roster. So <laughs> we're just going to go best player available. <laughs> We know we got Aaron Rodgers and Sauce Gardner. Everybody else is just going to have to wear a name <laughs> tag, okay? <laughs> Seriously, we're here at pick 43, and the New York Jets are picking. At 26, they got Miles Murphy, the, the edger DL from Clemson. We feel pretty good about that. It's, it wasn't our ideal pick, but the board didn't exactly fall the way that we would really grab the guy we wanted to grab. So, But we're happy with him there at the 26th spot, and that brings us to 43. Quite honestly, we're looking at the best player available again. Um, we're probably going to just put in Josh Downs from wide, wide receiver from North Carolina. Speedy guy, give Aaron Rodgers another tool to work with. He'll know how to use him. Um, you know, is this a need? No, it's not, but we, we like this guy. Another guy we might have looked at would be linebacker Drew Sanders from Arkansas, but I just don't really feel like that necessarily fits what the Jets do. I think he fits other teams better than the Jets here. So that's what we're doing. Wide receiver Josh Downs uh, from North Carolina, 43 to the Jets. That's a really good pick. You know, you talk about role and need for Downs. I mean, they just traded Elijah Moore, uh, you know, essentially for that pick there at 43, and, and they just get a – Two-year younger and two-year cheaper version. Um, I think that's 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 a pretty good move by then. Uh, I have the Atlanta Falcons here at 44, and we were all too ready to take Cody Mock here to be our left guard over Elijah Wilkinson and just complete this this mauling offensive line. Um, and I and I still want to do that. I don't love any of the corners here for Atlanta. That is a position of need, but 
AJ Terrell, you trade for Jeff Okuda, um, you you spend all that money on Jesse Bates, who when you spend that much money on a free safety, you're expecting him to cover up for maybe the lack of uh, top end talent you have at corner. Um, but you know you have a good a CB one, a good CB two, and and a, one of the best on ball playmaking type free safeties in the league in Jesse Bates. So I'm going to skip corner. We went edge rusher. We went DM with Tyree Wilson out of Texas tech uh, at eight overall. We're still going to go offensive line. We're going to go Joe Tipman, um, the center tall center from Wisconsin. We think he could play some guard. We could see uh, drew Dahlman play some guard as well. He was kind of a, Forget if he was undrafted or, or late round pick guy, um, but either way, we're gonna add Joe Tipman to this uh, offensive line and just continue to to add to that because um, that's the way our offense uh, it operates best. So Joe Tipman, uh, interior offensive line, going to Atlanta here at forty four. All right, so the Green Bay Packers at pick forty five. Uh, we are interested in potentially moving down. If anybody, you know, this is our second pick in the uh, second round. We've already drafted Michael Mayer at 13 and DJ Turner to be our slot guy at 42. Uh, Simon, you interested? Yep. All yep. right. What the, do we got? The, the Buffalo Bills are going to pull the trigger and finally trade up for someone that they want tonight. They're going to trade their second and third round picks, which uh, I believe are 59 and 91. Um, to move up here to 45 and we're going to fill in the spot left by Tremaine Edmonds. And we're going to take the guy Ben just mentioned. I'm going to go Drew Sanders, the linebacker out of Arkansas. Uh, we think Drew Sanders, I mean, rookie linebackers have, you know, at least, I mean, we saw it just with Devin Lloyd and Quay Walker last year. It takes 10 to 12 weeks for them to really kind of get going, but this is the time to do it to replace Edmonds while Matt Milano is still there while that's a veteran defense around that guy. And Drew Sanders, you can move around. You can let him rush on third down off the edge. You can let him play over the middle on rundowns. Um, you can do a lot with him. And long term, we want to keep this defense as top of the line as we can. So we're going to make this move go up to 45 here and get Drew Sanders linebacker out of Arkansas. All righty. And that brings us to the New England Patriots at 46. And this is kind of where it gets a little bit dicey. Um, I believe, let's see, we, well, we took corner there at 14. We took Joey Porter Jr. We're ecstatic about that. Truthfully, I'd like to build off of that, uh, that pick and continue going down the defensive, uh, you know, watering hole, whatever you want to go and, uh, go with Felix and Enrique and Edike Uzoma out of Kansas state. Nice. Um, pair him up with Matthew Judon get some pressure on the quarterbacks. We're going to be, <laughs> we're going to have Aaron Rodgers in the division. We've already got Josh Allen. We've got to get after the quarterback and, uh, and Adike Uzoma. He's a, uh, he's the best one on the board, at least on my big board left for at uh, edge. Okay. Um, we are rapidly moving through this draft. There's a lot of stuff here going on, but uh, we are moving through it. The Washington commanders here, at 47, we really would like to draft a guard. We really would. This is this would this is what we would like to do. We picked up uh, the the cornerback from Maryland, whose name I've I've forgotten. Uh, Deontay Banks. Deontay Banks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in the first round. So we're very happy with that. We would love to attack guard here, but the guards we want that have all gone by now, and we're not surprised by that. 
So what we're going to do, we're actually going to draft a guy that we really didn't think would be here. Um, we, we heard so many people liked him. We just didn't think he would be here, but it's going to help us out. We really feel like um, that's going to be tied in Darnell Washington from Georgia. Um, uh, we, don't, we don't really have a good tight end on the roster. Um, we we kind of have, you know, contributors, not great starters, in all honesty. Um, so if we there, there's so much we'd say here, but we'll try to say it quick. If we're not going to upgrade the offensive line, why not bring in a big a tight end who can block very well and who, oh, by the way, can catch the football some too. So we think this still helps our offense. It should still still help Sam Howell, even though we haven't yet upgraded that offensive line. It's a great pick, Ben. You're just sniping everything right out in front of me. Um, yeah, that that's great. Him falling all the way to 47, I really don't think it's going to happen, but – I don't yep. think listeners really out there. I don't think we had too many that were also yelling at us that we needed to take him with each of these picks right. um, in, in between, uh, unless you're just big fan of, of Darnell Washington, which we totally understand. All right. Here at Detroit, um, I have pick 48 for the Detroit lions. We have already taken Christian Gonzalez, the cornerback out of Oregon uh, and Dalton Kincaid, the tight end out of Utah. Uh, it feels like now is the right time for Detroit to take a, a defensive lineman type, an edge rusher type. Um, it is definitely another need. They are also interested in, in maybe looking at guard, but there's nobody at this point that they really want to want to go after. So at 48, we're going to go to the defensive line, and we have two options here. We could go with an edge rusher, um, or we could go with a guy that's more on the inside. We're going to go more on the inside. Ronan is is taking a deep breath. I'm making him a little nervous here. We're going to go more on the inside. We're going to get a bit of a plugger, uh, a guy from not too far away. Mozzie Smith, the defensive tackle out of Michigan, is on his way to Detroit. So Mozzie Smith, uh, to add to Aiden Hutchinson, Aline McNeil, uh, Josh Pascal, guys like that on the Detroit defensive line. We're going to go there. Uh, Ronan, are, are you doing okay? Are you all right there? Yeah, yeah. The The Lions-NFC North rivals, uh, the Bears, were just really, really hoping yeah, that uh, he, he'd slide on down there. That's tough. <laughs> that's, that's a bummer. Simon, while you're getting your Steelers pick in order here, um, it, it, it reminds me what you're talking about there with the Lions. There's a lot of what we're seeing in the NFL. There's a lot of teams who are trying to build a defensive line room or they're trying to build a wide receiver room, or they're trying to build a cornerback room, because in a lot of cases, you're not necessarily going to find the guy who solves all your problems. So you think, well, if I can just stack some talent in here and they each can do something a little bit different, at least I've made my team better. So I think we're seeing a lot more of that these days as well. Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock, number 49. All right, with our last pick, we have three directions we could go in. Um, we're sitting at a good spot here at 49. We could look at edge rusher. We could look at corner. We could also look at tight end. Um, but we're going to go defensive line as well. We have a big a big plugger in there that can move up and down the line that we want. Uh, we're going to go with Keanu Benton, the defensive lineman out of Wisconsin. Sorry, Ronan. Uh, we think he's a guy that can compete to start at the nose spot in the, in our three, four defense right away, but also with a little bit of potential to play some end and, and base and some tackle in sub package. So we think we can move them all over. Um, we're going to go Keanu Benton defensive lineman out of Wisconsin. Sorry, Ronan. 
No, you're not. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Okay, that brings us back up to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who, in case uh, our audience needs the reminder, we picked Osiris Torrance, the guard out of Florida, in, in the first round. We're extremely happy with that pick. We even traded back, and we're still able to get a guy that we really like. Um, a lot of people we could pick here at number 50. A guy I like that I think is sliding down a lot of draft boards, and this is the guy we're going to take. It's going to be wide receiver Nathaniel Dale from Houston. The reason we like him is because of his speed cutting across the field. He's, he's He has shown that he can create separation. It's not necessarily something Tampa Bay has had in the offense recently. They've tended to go with a bigger, stronger receiver. We're not trying to get away from that, but we do feel like this guy, Nathaniel Dell from Houston, gives us another dimension to our offense. And again, no matter who's playing quarterback this year or in 24, we feel like that's a tool in the box that's going to help them. So, Buccaneers, number 50, Nathaniel Dale, wide receiver from Houston. All right, I have the Miami Dolphins at 51. Um, very little draft capital for Miami here. And there's two names that we're looking at. And there's only one position that we're really focused on, uh, really in this whole draft, considering there's only about four or five picks for Miami, and that's on the offensive line. We have two names that we like. There's Dewan Jones the big run-blocking mauler out of Ohio State, who maybe has some red flags that you're concerned about. And then Matthew Bergeron uh, from Syracuse, the guy who plays tackle, might have to move into guard. We kind of need both anyways. But we're going to go with Dewan Jones. Highest upside, and to get him all the way down here at 51 um, is pretty, pretty big. So we're going to go Dewan Jones, plug him in at right tackle from day one, and we're, we know we can run to that side of the field. All right, and I think if I'm looking at this right, that brings us back to the Seattle Seahawks, who I said were a fun team to pick for. So hang on with me for a second while I talk about all our draft picks. <laughs> number five, Jalen Carter. We're, we're happy with that. Uh, number 20, Broderick Jones, tackle Georgia. We're happy with that. Uh, number 37, Will McDonald the fourth, edger out of Iowa State. We're going to hit defensive line again. Um, now, a lot of teams, probably including teams like the Patriots and the Ravens and teams like that, would not want three rookies on the same position group in one year. But we don't care. Pete Carroll loves this kind of stuff. He would eat it right up. They might not actually do this. But we're going to grab a guy that we really didn't think would be here. We think he's just going to add to that defensive line, which is woefully missing. So we're going to pick up B.J. Ojolari, edger out of LSU. We just think <laughs> – we just really think he adds to it. Again, I'm not sure this is a 900 snaps a year kind of a guy, but we don't need him to be. Hey, who cares? We're we're just throwing toys in the box now and dragging this big old chest all the way back to Seattle from Kansas City. I mean, we it, this is a lot of fun if you're Seattle. So that's it. Ojolari, Edger, LSU. He may not be here at this point, but in this scenario tonight, he's certainly sitting there. All right, so the Bears here at uh, fifty-three, uh, we're we're pretty we're pretty upset that we weren't able to get uh, Benton or uh, Ojulari or Mozzie Smith. Smith. But there is another guy uh, that we can throw up on the on the front, the defensive front Sophia for here. the uh, yeah. There are there are, and uh, here at fifty-three, the Chicago Bears are going to be taking 
uh, defensive tackle out of USC, Tuli, Tui Pelotu. Tui Pelotu. Yeah. There we go. All right, there we go. There we go. The progression right there. Pretty sure I butchered it the first time we tried that. So uh... Haven't we all, Roland? Haven't we all? <laughs> nope, never once, Ben. I 100% every time. No, no doubt over here. Um. All right. Cool. That that brings. I yeah. I think this second round is a really good spot for defensive linemen, especially here in the like 40s to 50s. Ben mentioned it. The 30s to 40s is is where I think that run on interior offensive linemen are gonna go. Um. But I think there's a, if you have a team that needs defensive linemen and they're picking somewhere between 45 and, and 63 here, or even to 70, I think there's a good run on defensive linemen in this this part of the draft. Um, which is fitting because the L.A. Chargers, who got Zay Flowers at pick 21, are up again at 54. They also need to go defensive line, specifically need someone to help defend against the run. So there's a couple edge rushers and defensive ends that I like, but I need a scheme fit. I need a guy who's going to come in and plug up the middle and, and really just stop the run. And it might be a, a touch early for this kind of player who's kind of a two-down guy, but good Lord, dude, the Chargers need some help on that run defense. So we're going to go with Siaki Ika, the nose tackle uh, here at pick 54 from the Chargers. So that's Siaka Ika uh, to the Chargers from Baylor. And then, yeah. oh, go ahead, Ben. Sorry, Simon, while you're gathering the oh, Detroit pick, um, I – I couldn't. I could not. I could not like this draft better for the Chargers. Ronan pointed out weeks ago, months ago, the Chargers needed a speedy wide receiver. They collected that in the first round. I've been begging them for a year and a half to do something about that run defense, and they just did. In addition to what they've already done, and it, it at linebacker and last offseason with defensive tackle. So, all right, Detroit is back up. Um, so far the Detroit Lions are having a good draft. We mentioned it not too long ago. Christian Gonzalez at six, Dalton Kincaid at 18, and then we went with big Mozzie Smith at 48. Um playing around here, there's still not really a guard that I like. Uh I'm making I'm making Ronan a little nervous up there. Um so yeah, we're we're looking at Luke Weipler, but we're just not sure about him at guard. So we're gonna we're gonna skip that. Um, and we're just gonna go back to the defense. And we're gonna take Derek Hall, edge rusher out of Auburn. So we get an interior defensive lineman, and then we get an edge rusher to go with him. Derek Hall, uh, here at 55 for the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you're the worst. Um so <laughs> Here at 56, the Jacksonville Jaguars, where we too are going to be going edge rusher. And uh, we will be going with edge rusher out of, I'm torn between two of them, truthfully. Um, and bear with me here as I, as I speak this out. I think we're going to be going, you know, we're going to go with edge rusher out of Tennessee, Byron Young. Uh, I, I like what he has to bring to the table. Um yeah, obviously we have a good pass rush. It's not necessarily a need, um, but offensively we did fought just fine last year without Calvin Ridley. Uh, I'm comfortable with the offensive line. The secondary obviously is an area for concern. If you wanted to double up there, I'd understand that. Uh, but just adding a, another rotational edge rusher would be 
absolutely phenomenal to get after those AFC South quarterbacks. Fair enough. That brings us to the New York Giants, which is also going to be rolling. And while he's putting that pick together, you, you start to run into a couple things here in the second round. You run into, A, do I draft over the top of somebody that I drafted last year or the year before? Because, you know, when you think about it, you got seven, eight picks a year, and there's really only about 10, 11 position groups. So you're always, with almost every move here in the second, third round, you're drafting over the top of somebody. And that's what these teams are doing now. You're like, man, um, I don't hate the guy I have in place right now, but I don't love him either. So uh, I'm going to end up creating some competition here. And the guy I've already got may not like that too much, but let's have to get over it. Ronan is up now with the New York Giants at, I think, 57. Yes, sir. And we would like to address – there are a couple of areas where we'd like to address here. But I think we're going to be going cornerback, and we will be going cornerback out of Kansas State, Julius Brents. Uh, sure up that secondary a little bit and uh, bring Brents to the Big Apple. That brings us to the New York Jets. Uh, they are ready to pit. Just a reminder for everyone. Uh, first round, they went uh, – and they, they, by the way, they've traded for Aaron Rodgers in case anybody's been hiding under a rock or working too hard and doesn't know. So uh, they picked up Miles Murphy at 26 for Clemson on that defensive line. And then at number uh, – sorry, I'm looking – number 43, they went ahead and got the speedy wide receiver Josh Downs to kind of give Aaron Rodgers another another weapon to throw to. We're, we're happy. Uh, the draft could have fallen better for us, but we're, we're happy. We've been alluding to the fact all night that we wanted to upgrade the offensive line. Um, it's not a disaster, but we really would like to, to create some more competition in there. And so what we're going to do, we're going to pick up Matthew Bergeron from – uh, Syracuse tackle. Um, <laughs> we haven't given up on Makai hmm. Becton, but the injuries and the inconsistency, we know we got to do something at one of the tackle spots. Uh, we know we do. So this is just bringing in some competition, and we'll figure this out during the summer, or we'll figure it out during the first couple of months of the season. And it's entirely possible Becton is fast enough. He's, he's incredibly fleet of foot. We could plug him in at guard and just take a lot of pressure off him. Uh, so so we got a lot of pieces here that we like. Bergeron is going to help that. Uh, ironically enough, going to kind of stay in the area like some of the other picks we've seen tonight. So Matthew Bergeron, tackle from Syracuse, 58 to the Jets. All righty. Mm. Oh, sorry, Simon. Yeah, it's not mm. so fun, is it? It's not mm. so fun. Yeah, mm. welcome to the freaking club. Mm. Have we so, stolen anything from Ben yet? I don't think so. I think it's just you and me. I th ben, we probably have. He's just been quiet about it. He didn't want to show his hand. Ben just train all picks down. That's that's why we need to start. We need. What are we doing? We need. What are we doing? <laughs> so with uh, pick fifty nine, the Green Bay Packers, we've already gone tight end at thirteen, Michael Mayer. We've already gone corner at forty two with DJ Turner. So now we're going to turn our attention to the pass rush. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and take – bear with me here. You got it. Adeborie. Uh-huh. You, you want to try the first name? Uh, uh, I, th I think that's pretty close. I'll take it. Nice uh, job. Adetumiwa Adeborie. You know what? You get it. Out of Northwestern, edge rusher. He's a, I, I can't – you know what? Whenever he's, you know, absolutely blistering offensive lines, everybody's going to know his name. 
right. once once we hear you know Joe Buck or whoever you know call him out, uh, we'll we'll all have it down by then. Uh, and maybe you know we'll have it down whenever Roger Goodell announces him on draft night, because he seems to just be able to spew those names out like it's no tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah, out of Northwestern, add some pass rush help. Green Bay Packers at fifty nine. Good pick. All right. Yeah, fair enough. No, I definitely like it for the Packers. And that brings us to the Bengals at number 60. Uh, I have who they picked. Give me one second. I'll pull it back up. It was uh, Emmanuel Forbes, CB from Mississippi State. We feel like we can go in a lot of different directions here, but this is a pick that's just kind of sitting here for us. And so we're going to go ahead and jump on it. And that's going to be safety Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. Uh, this was a guy that was talked about being drafted earlier, possibly. He's, he's slipped a little bit. His athleticism is incredibly good. The question is, did Texas A&M underdevelop him, or is he kind of capped out? So we think that we can plug him in to, into that safety spot. Uh, we're probably not expecting him to be a starter, but if we can get him somewhere in a rotational device this year, 400, 500 snaps, we think it solves problems for us on the back end in future seasons. So that's the pick. Bengals at number 60. Safety, Antonio Johnson, Texas A&M. So here at pick 61, uh, our jaw is literally through the floor that this guy is still here. And we went, you know, throughout this offseason, we got, uh, we ended up losing David Montgomery. Uh, Going into the season, our, our starting running back is Khalil Herbert. If we could add a dual threat running back uh, to help out Justin Fields and add that dynamic to uh, that threat for defenses to have to pay attention to, is it going to be some sort of read option? Now, there are so many different routes you could go with gadget plays, all sorts of stuff. But Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs, I don't even know if he'll make it out of the first round because all it takes is that one team to fall in love with his versatility and to see, you know, we could get him for a fifth-year option. Are you kidding me? By the time a running back's going into the second contract, it's usually pretty much up in smoke by then. So I don't know if Gibbs will make it uh, past you know the first round, but if if he's there at sixty-one, the Chicago Bears are I, I don't teleporting to the podium. We've already used sprinting; they're teleporting to the podium. <laughs> That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, all right, I'm sitting here with the Philadelphia Eagles at 62. Uh, at pick 10, we took cornerback Devon Witherspoon. At pick 30, we took Brian Brzee, the defensive lineman. Here at 62, I was really hoping Matthew Bergeron was going to be here, let him compete at right guard, and then maybe take over for Lane Johnson at right tackle. I'm torn between two picks right here um, for Philadelphia Oh man, this is this is a bummer. Uh I could either go with another tight end, just add another weapon. Um, because there's a tight end I do really like here, or I could do what I think I'm gonna do. And I went with a a, a true hand in the dirt defensive lineman, defensive tackle slash defensive end. I'm gonna go with more of an edge rusher here. I'm gonna go Isaiah Foskey from Notre Dame the edge rusher slash outside linebacker. Uh, I think he is going to be just another good guy to pin his ears back, rotate in as a pass rusher, maybe develop into a little bit more. 
Um, but I like his play strength. I like his athleticism. I'm going to go with Isaiah Foskey here for the Philadelphia Eagles at pick 62. All righty. The Kansas City Chiefs at 63. Uh, we'd like to beef up the defensive front, and there's a guy who can help us do so. So out of uh, Florida, defensive lineman, Gravon Dexter, uh, welcome to the Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to be a people eater. Uh, Kansas City, the run defense isn't necessarily their strong suit outside of Chris Jones. If they could add that big body, they, they addressed, you know, edge rush last year with uh, Carl Loftus. Uh, they just lost Frank uh, Frank Clark, yeah, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the edge could be an area where, you know, they could address, but given the, the guys on the board, we aren't necessarily in love, but we do really like Dexter. Uh, so we'll go ahead and add him to the mix. Okay, I want to ask each of you a question here. So I'm going to – I'll try and, and vamp for a minute, and, and I'll give my answer first while you guys pick. Who is the guy that is highest on your board that you were so sure was going to go in rounds one or two but is still on the board, has not been picked yet? My highest-rated guy is Cedric Tillman, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. I have him 52nd on my board, so we we pretty much hit you know a lot of my main round one, round two guys, but he's the guy that's highest. I don't know if I necessarily am, am shocked that he made it to the third round, but that's the highest guy on my board. Uh, Ronan, who do you have? Who's the highest on your board that has not been selected yet? Yeah, I, I would say it would be the tight end out of Iowa, Sam Laporta. Uh, yeah. A lot of people have him in that tight end three or four range. Some people have him above Washington or Musgrave, depending on you know how you have that ranked. Uh, and then you know this past weekend, Peter Schrager came out and said that you know some teams are interested in pay- potentially taking Laporta as the third uh, tight end taken. So yeah, I, I would say Laporta not getting taken in the first two rounds was. A little bit surprising to me, but I don't think it's completely out there either. Yeah, Ben, uh, he he's such a niche player uh, because he's that six two two forty fullback H back tight end type, um, but just a a very good receiver pass catcher. He's going to be good whenever he ends up going wherever he goes. All right, sorry, Ben, I'll shut up. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I to be honest, and I was trying to catch up because my uh, when I hit the final pick of my mock draft simulator it swooped away all my all my remaining guys but i went over to another mock draft simulator and quickly <laughs> drafted all 64 people the oh best i can remember <laughs> um in all honesty i don't have a guy that i was certain would be in the top two rounds um who didn't go there you know i maybe a cedric tillman conceivably um to, to be honest no uh, there just wasn't a guy that I, that I just thought, man, this guy's guaranteed to go top two that we didn't pick tonight. So uh, I think the three of us pretty much picked the guys that I like um, in these first two rounds, plus a few, to be honest. So, Anything else before we wrap up, everybody? How, how do we feel? How do we feel about our teams, about, the, about this mock? Um, final thoughts? I'm feeling good. I don't know around the horn if you guys want to just like maybe – quickly pick your favorite pick maybe from just the first round we'll narrow it down a little bit yeah. uh but just kind of going over it there were a couple of them that really stood out to me and i'm just going to point out a couple of not just of mine but your guys's as well but like a tyree wilson at eight i have a hard time seeing the atlanta falcons passing that up 
Um, you know, obviously the Jackson Smith and Jigba, Ben, you took him at 11 with the Titans before the Texans or the Packers could get a hold of him. I think that was a pretty good grab. Uh, the wide receiver class this year, there's a little bit of concern, kind of a question mark, you know, when is the rece- first receiver going to get taken? It does seem like Smith and Jigba will be that first one, but, you know, anywhere between really eight in Atlanta to, you know, the mid twenties, we could see the first receiver getting taken. It all just kind of depends. Uh, but I'll go ahead and kick it to you, Simon. I don't know if you have a favorite uh, favorite first round pick that you made. So you were nice. You 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 shouted out everybody else's picks. Um, I'm not as nice. So I I was very happy uh, for Dallas to be able to go up and get Bijan Robinson, just because I know that's a pick that they're gonna they're gonna really love. I will say I did love the Raiders going for Peter Skronsky. I because as much as I think he can play tackle. I don't want him to go to a team that is reliant on him to be the franchise tackle because like a Zach Martin, yeah, he could be a tackle, but if you make him a guard, he's going to be an all pro. And I think he can play tackle. So give him that shot at right tackle. If it ends up being better uh, for the team to kick him into guard, they have an empty spot at guard too. So they can just slide him right in. So I'd like the Skaronsky one. Um, I love Paris Johnson to the Bears. I'm very glad you did that, Ronan. Don't don't mess around with Justin Fields, man. Just go, just go get him another tackle. Figure out left side, right side with him and Braxton Jones later. Um, there's one other one that I was really into. Oh, I, I have a theme here, everybody. Osiris Torrance to Tampa Bay. I feel like um, once all those tackles went off the board, that's been the popular mock. Uh, otherwise, people go straight to the defense. Um, those guards need help too, man. You know, they they traded Shaq Mason and uh, Leverett looks like he's going to be re-signed as a starter again. So those guards really needed help. Um, so Cyrus Torrance going there is just easy plug and play. Uh, ben, yeah, did you I, have a favorite one from the first round? Oh, go ahead, Ron. I was just going to add that I thought it was a really good pick uh, along with the trade down, right? You were able to add picks along yeah. the way in getting a potential you know, pro bowler, at, at least future starter at guard uh, in Torrance. But Ben, go ahead. I've got several I liked in the first round. As a matter of fact, I liked a lot. Let me just rattle off a few real quick. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud, one, two, two, one. I don't care, but it, them going top two, I like. Um, Seattle's obviously very happy if Jalen Carter falls to them at five. Um, the Lions being able to pick up Christian Gonzalez and Dalton Kincaid at six and 18, it feels like they're actually picking up really talented people, that they're upgrading the talent. They're not just getting – you know, get in there and fight in the trenches kind of guys. They're actually upgrading talents. So I really like that. Skaronsky to the Raiders. Um, Devin Witherspoon to the Eagles just seems like a match made in heaven with that explosiveness. Um, Nolan Smith to the Texans is one I had marked exactly that way. I think him with uh, D'Amico Ryans is just another match made in heaven. I, I, I don't think Smith fits everywhere, but I think he fits perfect right there. Um, and then Robinson to the Cowboys. I like Darnell Wright to, 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 to the Steelers been begging them to upgrade the offensive line for a couple of years now. I like that. Um, Zay flowers to the chargers. Uh, I, and then add Addison, Jordan Addison to the giants, uh, them continuing to upgrade talent for skill positions, like all that. That was fun. All right, guys, anything else? This was our last pod before the draft starts. Um, We're going to have a ton 
a ton of stuff for you uh, listeners at the end of the week. So just a quick preview of what we have going on the rest of the week. We are hopping on um, after each of the first two days of draft. So me and Ben are going to hop on Thursday night, right when round one wraps up. Well, that'll be in your feed Friday morning for our round one reactions. And then me and Ronan will hop on Friday night, right after day two, right after the second and third rounds. That'll be in your feed Saturday morning for your react- our reactions to the second and third round of the draft. And then we'll be back on our normal Tuesday morning to recap the entire draft. Sorry, we are not hopping on Saturday at dinner time for a day three reaction. That is just too far for even us. Um, but we're going to be in your ear all weekend. So Friday morning, you'll hear our day one reaction. Saturday morning, you'll hear our day two reactions. And then Tuesday morning for our normal podcast time, we'll react to the entire draft. Uh, so be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Phantom Football. Email us with any of your draft thoughts. If you liked your favorite team's pick, if you didn't like the pick, if you're confused by what a team is doing, if you liked our mock, didn't like our mock, um, email us at phantomfootballpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you guys uh, in reaction to the draft. So, Ronan, Ben, anything else? No, sir. Nothing other than we appreciate you listening if you've made it this far. Yeah, thanks, everybody. We've got so much content coming up throughout the entire offseason. Have a great week. Enjoy the draft. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. As Ben said, enjoy the draft. Uh, Maybe watch draft day before it comes on. I know I'm going to watch it at some point. Oh, nope. Hey, Phantom Football Podcast, no matter what. No matter what. See you guys on Friday.